Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Welcome, and I am so glad that you've joined me for today's episode. Today, we are going to be diving into what can be a pretty controversial topic, and it is the germ theory versus the terrain theory. This topic is very fascinating to me as there are a couple of very opposing views on the germ theory versus the terrain theory that date back to the mid to late 1800s. So much in the way that conventional medicine is practiced today is based on the germ theory regarding how a being becomes ill or out of balance along with how to treat it. For example, the germ theory brought about the antis of the conventional model of medicine like antibiotics, antivirals, antifungals. The germ theory was pioneered by French chemist Louis Pasteur, who lived from 1822 to 1895, and German medical doctor Heinrich Hermann Robert Koch, who lived from 1843 to 1910. According to Pasteur, to fight illness, you must treat the symptoms. Germs are the causative agents of most diseases. Although you may not know who Louis Pasteur is, I'm sure you're familiar with the term pasteurization. This concept is where foods or liquids such as milk are heated in high temperatures, killing germs and bacteria to prevent infections. Pasteurization kills nutrients in food and if left in unsanitary conditions can still cause problems. Now we're going to shift to take a closer look at the terrain theory. The terrain theory was pioneered by physiologist Claude Bernard, nurse Florence Nightingale, medical doctor Rudolf Virchow, and professor of medicine and pharmacy Pierre-Antoine Beechamp. Beechamp was a master of pharmacy, doctor of science, doctor of medicine, professor of medical chemistry and pharmacy, fellow and professor of physics and toxicology, professor of biological chemistry, and dean of the faculty of medicine. According to Beechamp, to fight illness you must create a healthy body in which disease cannot develop. Germs are the chemical byproducts and constituents of pleomorphic microorganisms enacting upon the unbalanced, malfunctioning cell metabolism and dead tissue that produces disease. Beechamp postulated that the diseased, acidic, low-oxygen cellular environment is created by a toxic, nutrient-deficient diet toxic emotions, and a toxic lifestyle. He states that our internal environment and its elements are responsible for the diseases. Disease occurs to a large extent as a function of biology and as a result of changes that take place when metabolic processes become imbalanced. Germs then become symptoms that stimulate the occurrence of more symptoms, which eventually culminate into disease. A weak terrain is naturally more vulnerable to external threats, so it needs to be built up through nutrition, detoxification, and by maintaining a proper pH or acid-alkaline balance. 
While Pasteur's germ theory sees disease as being caused by external factors, Beechamp's pleomorphic theory considers the internal environment as the most important contributing factor. Let's take a look at some of the differences between the germ theory and the train theory. The germ theory states disease arises from germs outside the body. Terrain theory, disease arises from germs within the cells of the body. Germ theory, microbes are generally to be guarded against. Terrain theory, these intercellular microorganisms normally function to build and assist in the metabolic processes of the body. Germ theory, the function of microbe is constant. Terrain theory, the function of these organisms change to assist in the catabolic processes of the host organism when that organism dies or is injured, which may be chemical as well as mechanical. Germ theory, the shapes and colors of microorganisms are constant. Terrain theory, microorganisms change their shapes and colors to reflect the medium. Germ theory, every disease is associated with a particular microorganism. Terrain theory, every disease is associated with a particular condition. Germ theory, microorganisms are primary causal agents. Terrain theory is microorganisms become pathogenic as the health of the host organism deteriorates. Hence, the condition of the host organism is the primary causal agent. Germ theory, disease can strike anybody. Terrain theory is disease is built by unhealthy conditions. Germ theory, the, to prevent disease, we have to build defenses. Terrain theory, to prevent disease, we have to create health. Germ theory is intensely pro-vaccination. Terrain theory is intensely anti-vaccination. Germ theory is denies existence of microzymas, and terrain theory acknowledges existence of microzymas. So what are microzymas? Beechamp made a conclusion regarding something called molecular granulations that have been observed in the cells of plants and animals. He called them microzymas, small ferments, due to their ability to ferment sugar. He continued his research over 13 years, developing the theory of microzymas. This theory states that the microzyma is an independently living element found in all living organisms and survives after the death of the organism. It functions to both build and recycle the organism. It is the builder and destroyer of cells. It precedes life at the cellular level and is the foundation of all biological organization. In healthy conditions, the microzymas have a beneficial relationship with the organism and fermentation occurs normally. Microzymas are very sensitive to biological signals responding to changes in the terrain, especially pH. When the terrain becomes compromised, the microzymas become what Beechamp called morbidly evolved, changing into microscopic forms of bacteria that contribute to the development of illness. And so back to the differences of the germ theory and the train theory, the germ theory regards the cell to be the basic unit of life where the terrain theory insists there is a smaller unit of life, the microzyma. The germ theory pays little or no regard to pH of blood and body cells. 
Terrain theory acknowledges importance of body pH in health and disease. The germ theory completely ignores the immune system. The terrain theory recognizes importance of immune system in fighting disease. The germ theory pays minimum regard, if any, to anatomy, physiology of blood and body cells, where the terrain theory acknowledges major role of cell anatomy and physiology. The germ theory overemphasizes prevention and the killing of germs sees all germs as detrimental. The terrain theory de-emphasizes killing of germs, sees germs as essentially helpful to maintain homeostasis of the body. So when we look at the comparison of germ theory and terrain theory, it only makes sense that we do everything we can to support our terrain so that we can live a healthier life. And that goes for our pets as well. So what are some ways that we can support our pet's terrain? Number one, feed a species-appropriate diet. Being that the dog's DNA is 99% related to the gray wolf, it only makes sense that they would thrive on a fresh, raw diet. This is one of the best ways to create a more alkaline body that is more resistant to disease. If you are unable to feed a complete diet of fresh, raw food, feed what you can. There is research that supports by just feeding 20% raw food, there are very significant health and immune system benefits. Cats are obligate carnivores, which means that to thrive, they must eat a fresh diet consisting of plenty of meat, organs, and bone. When cats only consume dry kibble as their main source of food, they not only have an unbalanced pH and become acidic, they also are placed into a constant state of dehydration. This places an overwhelming strain on the kidneys and other vital organs, which can result in chronic disease, including kidney disease and kidney failure. Feeding a fresh raw diet is so vital for the health of our feline companions. Number two, stop vaccinating. Repeating vaccines is one of the most dreadful practices that still exists in the conventional veterinarian community. There is absolutely no scientific data to prove that repeating vaccines increases the immunity to a disease. Dr. Todd Cooney, who I work with and who is on my podcast about once a month, states that most all dogs have immunity to everything by the time they turn one with or without vaccines. Vaccines wreak havoc on the immune system as every single one creates autoimmune disease. Vaccines confuse the immune system, which causes symptoms like itchy skin, gunky ears, chronic disease like diabetes, and thyroid imbalances. If we look at what we can learn from the germ theory versus the terrain theory, it is that disease comes from within us. It is not the germ that creates disease. When we strengthen our immune system with a proper diet and refrain from exposing our pets to toxins, the immune system is stronger and better able to fight off illnesses naturally. And there are um, alternatives to vaccines in order to obtain immunity. And if you have any questions, of course, you can always ask us. Number three, avoid giving your pets pesticides. Conventional heartworm pills and flea and tick treatment are recognized by your pets as toxins. Carrying a large toxin load creates a less resilient immune system and contributes to a more acidic body. Use natural preventatives for heartworms, fleas, and ticks. We can also help you find one that works for you. Number four, add in a supplement like transfer factor to your pet's diet. 
This can help with balancing their immune system. Transfer factors have three jobs. They help the immune system identify invaders like viruses, bacteria, and parasites. They help the body fight the invaders, and they have a memory so that they know what to do should the body come in contact with that invader again. Number five, give your pet filtered water. The harsh chemicals like chlorine and formaldehyde that are in tap water are very hard on our pet's immune system. These chemicals are seen as toxins, which can put a further strain on the immune system. Number six, exercise your pet daily. Our pets need regular exercise. Exercise gets the lymph system moving, which is so important for cleansing the blood of toxins. And when your dog or cat becomes ill, unless it is a life-threatening emergency that requires a trip to the vet, try to use more natural approaches to treat it, like homeopathy, herbs, and other natural remedies that support the immune system, rather than those prescriptions that can work against it. My hope is that you can see that there is much to be learned from medical doctor and pharmacist Antoine Beechamp. One of the most ironic parts of the Pasteur versus Beechamp debate is that towards the end of his life, Pasteur recognized that Beechamp was right. On his deathbed, Pasteur said to Professor A. Renan, who looked after him, the microbe is nothing, the terrain is everything. I think that's pretty amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.